everyone, it's Lindsay and Allie. And are you living with regrets? Hey everybody, Allie's pressuring me to have like a really good opening and I don't have one. Our openings suck. We don't know what to talk about. It's so hard. We are interesting people. We just can't think of it. In the Welcome moment. to the Living With Regrets podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know what you're listening to. That's us, by the way. We did just forget and to say that. And I have a frog in my throat every moment of my life, so <laughs> I'm just clearing it out. Um, okay, let's just hop into it because we're failing miserably. We are on episode eight, and that means we only have two more after this. Woo! And season one. season one will be over. Um, just a quick reminder that our giveaway we have out right now is ending this Friday, March 31st, and then we will be announcing the winner on Sunday, April 2nd. The winner of our giveaway is going to get like a small, we're saying basket, but obviously it'll be shipped in the mail. <laughs> a little goodie bag basket thing um, of some of our favorite things to help you get to know us. Um, we'll be kind of sensitive and mindful of gender. So if a male wins, we won't send anything like makeup. Um, and then if you obviously win, you'll be made aware if you have any like sort of allergies or sensitivities to certain scents. Like if we send a candle, just let us know that too. So we can be mindful there. Um but yeah, that'll say, be um, I, one more time. Um, 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 um. <laughs> I, think I just have said, a lot. I think you said um before every single I just have a there. lot of brain power <laughs> and I have to get through it by saying um to think about my next sentence. <laughs> Even though it's literally right there. It's, I'm reading from a page. <laughs> yep. All right. How to enter. Um. um. <laughs> <laughs> did you do that to be an asshole? Yes, okay. Of I was like, you just did it. <laughs> Share and like the post uh, we put on, out about the giveaway uh, and like our page. Tag three people in the comments and then there's a bonus entry if you tag someone who isn't already following us and an extra bonus entry if they begin following us after your tag. Woohoo. Woohoo. So yeah. Only exciting. Winner announced Sunday, April 2nd. Make sure to get those uh, posts shared and liked by March 31st to get in on that. And you can... Enter more than once. I mean, if you comment three times with nine different people, hell yeah, do it. And on both Facebook and Instagram. Yes, yes. So do it on both. Um, All right. Starting it off tonight, this is Allie. That's another thing. I was wondering that the other day. Are people, do people know which voice is which? Someone said something to me. <laughs> someone I know well. I can't remember who it was. I was just talking to someone this weekend, and they're like, I can't tell your voices apart half the time. I think I can, but really? I don't know. That's interesting. Who was it? I don't remember. Oh, I remember who. Yeah. I'm not going to call him out just in case, but um, somewhat, yeah, she just kind of made a comment like, I think I know, but I'm not really sure. That's really interesting because so. I feel like we have very <laughs> different voices. Yeah. But we're both kind of deeper. Yes. That but. was one thing I was thinking about the other day that we don't really, in the beginning, like in our intro... One of us says, this is Lindsay and Allie. We don't ever introduce ourselves as, no. I'm Allie. I'm Lindsay. <laughs> All right. I'm the one who says, I'm a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what was I saying in There's the first? There's the predictor. What was I saying in the first couple episodes? Uh, you know. You, you know, know. You know. I also have a bad you know. I think everyone has a bad habit of that, especially when you're trying to like, 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 like your speech mm-hmm. without yep. writing it down. Because mm-hmm. half of this, we don't do scripted. It's just what you guys send in. Yep. So we read it and then reflect on it with our own brain power, which is like zero <laughs> minimal. But <laughs> we're splitting a brain cell here. We, <laughs> we're 
we're going to make it through. <laughs> All right. Our first regret tonight, read by Allie, is titled Debt Regret. I guess I can't pinpoint an actual regrettable moment within this, but I simply regret the amount of debt I'm in. I am well over $100,000 in college debt with a master's degree that I don't even know I like. I have a vehicle that I don't necessarily need but wanted. I have racked up thousands of dollars in credit card debt buying shit that I don't need. That issue started in college when I was a broke college kid and felt like I was swiping free money. Relatable. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Basically, I'm living above my means and I can't seem to stop myself. I keep putting money on my card, buying food that I can't afford, items that I can't afford, and other junk that I simply don't need, but I think I do. At the time, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Been there, done that. Yep. (laughs) I also am looking at home decor and furniture I can't afford and have another car in mind that I'm wanting to buy. I won't, and I know consciously that I'm not making good choices and that I'm literally burying myself, but I can't seem to stop it fully. Right now, I'm single and I don't have much to worry about other than myself. But what about in the future when I have a family and a child and no savings to help provide for them and keep them comfortable? I have a pit in my stomach just writing it. But again, you'll probably catch me getting Starbucks in the morning and online shopping within the week for clothes that I don't need. Ugh. A credit card in college. Oof. The whole Brock and I, I'm just going to lay it out there. We had to... (laughs) dig ourselves out of because it feels that way mm-hmm. you're just like oh i qualified for a credit card and i have like three thousand dollars or whatever of money minimal payments yeah and like and then all of a sudden interest comes up and you're swiping more than you meant to and yeah you're stuck <laughs> it's just a scary hole to be in so that's something that i personally i didn't have a credit card in college and that was just something like a way that my parents taught me, luckily. And I felt like I got a credit card just a little too late mm-hmm. because it's one thing to build your credit like at a young age because you need that to buy a house or yep. get a loan or whatever. And so I felt like I did get a credit card entirely too late, but it also probably saved me quite a bit of money. Right. But I right now, I use my credit card as a debit card. Mm-hmm. If I don't have that money to pay it off immediately out of my bank account, it doesn't get used. Yep. So maybe in that aspect. That's the way to do it if you have one. Right. Like thinking like moving forward, I totally understand the whole wanting to buy things that you don't necessarily have the money for. But just getting to that point of maybe lowering your credit card limit Mm -hmm. to begin with because you can do that. You can lower it just as easy as you can raise it. Cut yourself off. Yeah. And then um, maybe right as soon as you use that credit card to maybe build your credit a little bit, Mm -hmm. pay it off. Yep. Like pay off whatever you – if you don't have it in the bank – then you can't buy that thing, get in that, like, routine. Mm -hmm. One thing that um, we learned in high school was Dave Ramsey's debt snowball. So, like, you pay off the smallest one first, and then let's say you were paying $30 toward that smallest one. You add that $30 on to the next smallest one and pay that one off, and then you take that however much you were paying off that one with and keep going and going and going. And um, that's something that helped Brock and I get out of – our little, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it sounded like so terrible. It wasn't right. that bad, but you know, that was something college we did. spending basically. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then booze. <laughs> yeah. Um, another episode we're talking about booze. <laughs> um, but having that mindset of get rid of the smallest one, don't overwhelm yourself with needing to do it all at once because that will make it impossible. It's like weight loss. If you just dive straight into a diet or straight into a, um, 
workout routine. A lot Doing of times, it all at once. Yeah, they fail. Not always, but a lot of times. So this could be the same type of scenario that if you just go into it too hard, too fast, it might fail. So just start small and see where it can take you. And I think the biggest thing is that you're realizing it right now. Absolutely. You see that you have a problem and that it needs to be changed mm-hmm. in order for you to be successful in the don't future. Don't buy that car. <laughs> don't buy the new car. You don't need it. Yeah. You acknowledge the fact I'm living above my means. Mm-hmm. So right there, just really take that and grab on. And, and you can and have it. nice things without breaking the bank. Yep. You just got to find them on a deal or a yes. clearance or go shop Go, only go to Hobby Lobby when it's 50% off everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> know my limits. <laughs> Good luck oh, to you, friend. Man. Yes, yes. And the college you can do debt, it. too, is just, I mean, that's a whole, I feel like a lot of people feel like they're never going to crawl out of. Mm-hmm. So it's just real. But Okay, the second regret is read by Lindsay. By who? <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> this title is hilarious when you know the story ah it's titled sorry to this person for titling it this way it's titled peekaboo (laughs) so to start a little backstory about me is that I grew up in a quote strict home my parents weren't mean strict they just had high expectations and raised me to do what was right get good grades and always follow the rules and I did it I typically didn't waver into doing things that weren't right and I worked hard to be respectful and successful. When I was in high school, I got my first boyfriend. I fell for him hard and fast, but he was pretty respectful of my wishes to keep physical things to a minimum. Now, another important piece of this story is to understand how my parents' house is set up. It's a one-story home, but two stories if you count the finished basement. The stairway leading down to the basement is pretty wide open, It isn't just a doorway, but rather a big rectangle cut out in the middle of our living room that leads downward. From the right angle, you can see half of the main room down there from upstairs. And that's exactly what happened one night when my parents' friends came over. My boyfriend, we'll call him Thomas, and I were on the couch in the basement one evening making out and, well, not keeping our hands to ourselves. At one point, he decided to, very obviously, (laughs) have his hand down my pants and I trusted that we were safe from being caught. But then, without us hearing, my parents' friends walked into the house and my parents went to greet them. Without a second thought, my dad looked down the stairs as they passed. He and I deadlocked eyes. (laughs) (laughs) And I immediately knew he saw what I thought he saw. It goes without saying, I got a firm talking to and was grounded. Not only do I cringe thinking about this more than a decade later in life, especially when I'm faced with seeing that couple who very well knew what happened, but I regret so badly that I was viewed in a light by both my parents and their friends at, one, such a young age, and two, when they were so used to me making the right, so used to me making the right choices, and that night I very much wasn't. Whoops. (laughs) Whoops is right. (laughs) Oh, that's always innocent ones. <laughs> it is. It is. They are the sneaky little quiet ones that you don't look out for. I know it's cringy thinking about anyone seeing you in that way outside of the person that's meant to be seeing it with you. But hopefully at this stage in life, those people understand. Like yeah. they're, they're adults. They know like Just naughty kids. It. And yeah, but. And it's ugh. hard that you even felt that pressure just of it like you're always making the right decisions Mm -hmm. and basically like you felt like you weren't allowed to mess up right and at that age like that's what 
teenage years are for. Exactly. It's for you to fuck up and yep. find out. Yep. Like, <laughs> fuck around by fuck now. I know. Honestly. And again, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, t- my parents weren't necessarily strict, but I can imagine that I would probably get grounded and get mm-hmm. a good talking to as well if, if I was caught doing something like that. So, oh gosh. Yeah, I'm cringing for you, man. Thanks for painting that picture. Ooh, yeah. I was imagining the peekaboo Jesus. <laughs> like, I can just imagine, like, Thank you. after Thank that, you. after that, anytime you had a boy over, like, your parents just oh. nonchalantly having to, like, walk past or, yep. you know, stuff like that. You probably were not allowed in that basement anymore, no. were you? Nope. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, you made it through. You made it through. All right. <laughs> Moving on to our third regret. This is titled Menstruation Frustration. (laughs) We have a little trigger warning here for talk about blood. Okay, so I'm going to start the story by giving a hard TMI warning. Starting at the age of 13, I began the worst thing known to mankind, womanhood. (laughs) With puberty came the dreaded time of the month. I got my period at a normal age after some of my friends, but before others. As my body began changing, my period became much heavier and more painful as the months went on. Years went by and eventually got so bad that I would wake up in a puddle of my own blood and had to crawl to the bathroom with such bad cramps. I got to the point of going to the doctor and trying to find a solution for my pain. They, of course, prescribed me the birth control pill at the age of 15. I had a steady boyfriend at the time, so as a precaution for young, dumb high school kids, it wasn't a bad idea to be protected if that happened as well. As I started taking this daily medication, I felt my pains lessen with each month month that went by. Eventually, I could pinpoint down to the exact day and time I would get my period each month. The last Wednesday around 3 p.m. to be exact. (laughs) It was great. Now, with this medication came many negative changes as well. Lashing out, hormonal acne, depression, anxiety, weight gain. It's hard growing up as a teenage female to begin with, let alone with your body, is also being pumped full of drugs. Now in my upper 20s, I have been off the pill for a year and I've never looked back. Coming off of it, I can honestly say my mind became less foggy and everything felt different. I wouldn't necessarily say happier, but I felt in tune with my body and emotions. I wouldn't cry at the first sign of being upset anymore. I felt amazing. But my body had still been struggling. I haven't gotten back into my natural period cycle. Since being off birth control for over a year, I've had my period three times, when in reality it should have been 12. Mm -hmm. By this time, I should be ovulating and menstruating Mm -hmm. on my own. I went to my annual checkup and casually mentioned to my doctor that I was worried, and what did she recommend me to do? Get back on the pill. I laughed it off and just told her no thank you and moved on with my appointment. Now six months later, I am fearful for my future. I am fearful that I made a mistake all of those years back and I I won't be able to do anything about it now. I refuse to make the appointment because I am dreading hearing the news that I won't be able to bear children. Now I know that this is a strong assumption, but at this point it is a large possibility in my brain. I regret not asking more questions at that young age. I regret not being more informed and educated, even in my early 20s, about what the pill was doing to my body. I regret not taking control of my body sooner. I'm going to get on like a little side tangent here to get into this one. I don't live quietly in the sense that like if we go to a wedding together, we 
like I take a picture and I post it online or I like, I'm pretty active on my social medias when it comes to like posting my child and posting what we're up to and things like that. But I live quietly in the sense that like I have my beliefs, like my political beliefs. I have my, you know, whatever. And all of those things Mm -hmm. very seldom will you find me posting about it. That side of me lives quietly because I have an opinion. And I know some people say, if you're silent, you're part of the problem. But (laughs) I just think that the issue in the world right now is everyone's so effing worried about what everybody else does. Mm -hmm. And everybody's so mad about what everybody else believes. And it's really nobody's business. No, especially when everything affects people differently. Yes. Every different choice. Yes. So I'm going to be careful because, again, like this is going against one of my values in life. Uh, Like I try to live quietly about these things. But... I also was someone who was on birth control for years. Thankfully, my body did come back, not right away, but eventually. And the, I had migraines that would put me down for sometimes days, throwing up, miserable. I was convinced I had a tumor in my head. I got off birth control and it went away. Mm-hmm. And right now, we, Allie can like attest to this, that like, I have been really actively, I've always been someone who kind of like is mindful of these things, but like lately, especially I've been really actively moving away from like toxins, things like that in our home. Um, I think being a mom really changed that side in me. So that is something that I'm like reading this for this person. And I'm so sad because we are being thrown drugs and immunizations and everything without being allowed, I say that lightly because obviously we can question things, but like being allowed to question things and we're just supposed to trust and expect that these things are okay and that they work and that this is how it's meant to be. And yeah, just get back on birth control and let's fuck your hormones up even more. And you know, so yeah, again, I don't like to talk about a lot of those things. I think my beliefs are my business, Mm -hmm. but that is one thing going to be, I'll talk about in this because I am very frustrated Um, yeah and passionate about those things especially within the last two three years I've been getting more into it so well I think a a very large part of this story is not only I mean prescription drugs is one thing and doctors kind of just handing those out like it's candy is whatever but I think a large part of this is no education no I mean you're talking about how you had sex ed class for mm-hmm. your middle schoolers today yep and you probably maybe mentioned stuff about birth control but to actually at that age be educated about what oh. birth control is even doing to your body and what the different forms of birth control do to your body yep. and like the pill does something different than the shot does does something that like it's they all are going to react to your body differently and I just, I agree with this person when I say, I wish I would have known at a younger age. If you knew that at a younger age, maybe once you got to a responsible age where you could track your ovulation and know that that's an option, you would have gotten off of it years before then. When I I was on the pill, and I remember when we were first trying to get pregnant, and I was getting off the pill, I had said something to my doctor about like, well, I was just on my period. And then she stops me. She's like, no, no, no. And I was still on birth control at this point. And she's like, you weren't on your period. No. I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, when you are on this birth control, you don't actually ovulate. 
you are shedding lining, but it's not real. You know, like she kind of explained the egg it. is not releasing. No, did not realize she called. She said it's there was a term. I don't even remember what it was. Basically, like, a false period is what yes, it is. Yes, and and she used a, a certain term for it, but the, yeah, a false period that I wasn't actually getting a period. And it was just so like now thinking back, I'm like, Oh, that's obvious. Like that makes a lot of sense. That's how it we were works. never taught that, but no one told me that. Mm-mm. And then in sex ed class today too, I was talking to the, um, it was girls and boys together. That's how the state of Iowa is required. So don't come at me. That is what we teach. And that is how it goes in the state of Iowa. We got parental permission. Okay. Moving on. Um, but I had mentioned, to the girl, or like to all of them, because again, it takes two to tango. That's what I told them. That's why the boys have to learn about it too. But I had said something along the lines of like, yeah, when you get your period each month, it's because the egg comes out like looking for a sperm. And then when it realizes, oh, we're not having a baby, it sheds. And that's how that's happening. And almost every, I've taught this three times now. And there's, I don't know, 12 to 15 girls in this class. I watch all of them go, huh. When I say that, like right. none of them like, do oh, that. That's how that Nobody works. Nobody taught them that. And it's like, and I didn't know it either until I was trying to get pregnant. I didn't know a lot of this stuff. So it is just, again, I'm getting into my, like what I don't believe in like yelling about these but things, but the, I am. Yeah. The doctors just, if the parents okay with it, just mm-hmm. prescribe it. Yep. Like, Oh, yep. You got bad periods. You got bad acne. Like yep. this might help. It might it's not help. Picks. It might make it worse. Yeah. You might gain yep. 15 pounds. You might lose weight, da, 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 yep. whatever. But yeah, sure, try this it. This is the one that we usually go yeah. with, and it usually works. But, and... I mean, if anyone ever opens up your uh, period pill pack and pulls out the fucking instructions, basically, that come with mm-hmm. and read through the uh, warnings, yep. <laughs> it's awful. Yep. I mean, there's this big, long, it basically looks like one of those little instructions that comes out a pamphlet that yep. you can fold out like a million five times. <laughs> <laughs> five feet wide. <laughs> Literally. And, and so I just think with this... I am, I'm passionate about this too. And I agree that there just needs to be more education on it. I, yep. I totally understand the, the reasoning for it. I mean, teen pregnancy yeah. is a terrifying thing. Yeah, and we don't want to sit here and make it be like, get off. Yeah, you're don't on do it. You're like terrible. Control. And like, and that's where, again, I don't like talking about my beliefs out loud because I don't want, I'm not here to make other people feel bad about what mm-hmm. they believe mm-hmm. and what works for them. But Please don't feel forced into doing that Mm-mm. if that is not what you're comfortable with. And do your research so that you are taking care of yourself. Because yes. now this person is living in fear and they shouldn't have to be. And it sounds like their periods were normal before. I mean, heavy and, and not fun, but But that's another thing. You know how much your body changes from the age of 13 when mm-hmm. you first get your period to yep. your upper 20s? Right. And if you started from 13... And continues to change. Right. You have it... Let's say she had it normally, 13, 14, 15, got on the pill at 15. Mm-hmm. From 15 to your upper 20s, let's say you're on it for 10 years, 25, yep. your body doesn't even know anymore. You know right. how much changing your body's done? It doesn't know how to regulate itself Mine has anymore. has changed. It's just wild. From when I had my child right. to after her to my miscarriage mm-hmm. and again after that. Like within the last two, less than two years, Mm -hmm. my cycle has changed drastically multiple times because again, that's just how it goes. And if you can find relief other ways, like if you are a 13 year old, I literally had have students who are very young and who are not sexually active, but are on the pill due to heavy, strong, painful periods. Mm -hmm. And I just wish there were other things out there. Yeah. 100%. So Good luck. Yeah. I mean, I hope sorry. that this ends in the way that it should mm-hmm. with you finding out that you're able to, 
your period, getting re-regulated, and you mm-hmm. not having to get on any form of medication for your body to do what it's naturally meant yes. to do. Yep. And again, yep. if you are someone out there who needs these things or who prefers these things or believes in these things, that is your decision. We're not here to like point fingers and be doctors because no. we're not. Just but overall, get informed and educated. And yes. that goes with literally everything. Mm-hmm. No matter what the you're foods doing. you eat. Just get informed the, and educated I on think it. the thing I put on my Instagram story today is like the most I've ever come out. And it was about like dyes and foods. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is risky. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, yes. for real, I think that's half of having an opinion on something. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to you personally, you don't get, like you said, you posted on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But that's maybe to educate other people that didn't yes. know about it. Right. But in general, just for you to know for your own safety and your own right. body and your own beliefs, just get educated on especially things like this that can have effects years later on your your body and mental health and whatnot oh I could just go on about this we aren't (laughs) gonna do that because then I'll be breaking all my values but I do want to yell about it sometime I just do it to you and to Brock and (laughs) the people who want to hear it so all right well that was our three for the night oh my god there was no drunk stories (laughs) weird I think booze got brought up once though so we can't make it through without it yeah but you brought it up it didn't get brought up in a story it was me Uh, All right, so reminder that we are accepting submissions, and we really need some new ones coming in. So our email is theregretspodcast at gmail.com. Send those in. We can see who sends them, uh, but just make sure you type it out how you'd like it to be read on the show, and we will keep it remaining anonymous. Otherwise, you can submit your regrets on our completely anonymous Google form, which we have attached in our link tree on all of our socials. And show notes. Oh, yeah, and our show notes. It's weird. <laughs> I'm still like processing the fact that we're doing a podcast. Yeah, right. We're on episode eight, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? what? Weird. God, you sound so official now. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, we also have social media, our Facebook page, Living With Regrets, and our Instagram, at Living With Regrets. Reminder, regrets is spelled R-E-G-R-E-T-T-E-S. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to us to keep up and be notified when new episodes come out, which we aim for Monday mornings. The earlier the better, but no promises on specific times anymore. I think we said that last week in our episode as well. Just bear with us. We're doing our best. And Um, just a final reminder that our giveaway is ending this Friday, March 31st, and our winner will be announced on Sunday, April 2nd. So like our pages, share and like the posts, and comment people in the comments for, duh, comment people in the comments. Tag people in the comments (laughs) uh, for some extra bonus entries if you're wanting to be in our giveaway. Woohoo. All right. See you guys on the next one. Regretfully yours, Lindsay and Allie.